0: Previously on Myth, Tarot, Love, we examined the Queen of Cups and Helen. Today's show will focus on the King of Cups and Zeus. Myth
1: and tarot, where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, cups, and symbols, and all of the above.
0: Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new-aged wisdom. I am Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. What's our last cups card today? I know. It's crazy how quick it's gone by. It does feel very fast. Yeah. Yes, yes. But it
1: has been 13 weeks. Yeah (laughs) I guess it has Auspicious numbers indeed Mm -hmm. Oh I didn't even realize that And uh, I'm really excited to hear about the stories of Zeus Oh well Actually and it was kind of a revelation. It's like, oh
0: yeah, Zeus. It is Zeus. Is a king of cups. I I'll be honest. I had a really tough time <laughs> figuring out who the king of cups is. And soon, a few. oh, quite a few people. And I'm like, no, not quite right, not quite right. And then you mentioned, what about Zeus? And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that fits. <laughs> that, that, fits. That, that fits. That fits.
1: Excellent. Okay. Um. So let's talk a little bit about hmm. the king of cups. Um, He is a fascinating person, probably because he has a lot of meanings going on at the same time. Like, he's kind of a contradiction, if you will. Um, On one side, he is this benevolent leader who is, uh, who never really, like, holds a person's fault against them. He is diplomatic, he's charming, and... Um, very wise and noble, and like a, definitely a master of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, he's also—it's he, like he's never really showing his true self to everyone. He's got this kind of hidden agenda about um, him,
0: kind of like the Queen of Cups. Yeah,
1: only um, the Queen of Cups. Oh No, that's that's oh. a ukulele falling down. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, where but whereas the Queen of Cups was more of a like. More of a passive actor, the King of Cups is is definitely um, more assertive. Okay, right. So uh, the King and Queen of Cups are definitely um, the male and female of the same idea,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Which is why in Tarot, no one's ever tr- like all female or all male. Well, like I guess you can be, but like it's not really expected. Right. Um, it's a little more fluid. Yeah. Um. So the King of Cups, however, normally will appear in a in a reading um as a person's uh significant other or a person's father figure because kings in general are very much like father archetypes um but they can also represent a person the the person i'm reading as well or an aspect of the person i'm reading as well um so if the king of cups is appearing it normally will say something along the lines of hey you need to uh, be solving your problems more diplomat uh, diplomatically um, it can also start talking about some of the more negative aspects of having that personal agenda as well, because the King of Cups is sometimes very manipulative.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and it's one of the, like, you know, he's so charismatic. He attracts people to him. He makes people want to look after him. Um, and, and just for, for being himself, right? Like, he's, he's definitely a rallier. Of people around him and he has this hidden agenda at all times so he can kind of get
0: people to do exactly what he needs them to do and do you think it's also because he's like more of a master of emotions probably not only his own but other people like he understands other people's emotions so he can kind of manipulate those yeah yeah
1: um definitely like since he understands his own emotions very well he's definitely able to use that as part of his power as well. Okay. Right? Um, kind of in a similar way to how the Queen of Cups, um, you know, she was also a little bit of that manipulator um, herself as well because she's never giving everything away. Like, she's, she's never fully out there in the open. Um, similarly, the King of Cups, since he ha- he always has this hidden agenda, it's sometimes difficult to know what his true thoughts are, what his true motivations are. Mm. And sometimes those motivations are really selfish. Right. Uh, Sometimes they're for a greater good, but you can't really tell. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately, um, the King of Cups might appear as very like put together and very uh, serene, but he is extremely emotional. And um, he, he has a lot of control over those emotions on the surface for sure. And like, However, he, he can also be unfaithful mm-hmm. and uh, he can also be quite the seducer. <laughs> um, however, you would never really get that uh, from looking at him. He always seems like he, he's got it all together and um, almost like water like there's more going on beneath the surface. Definitely He's definitely like a, an ocean if you will, where like the ocean the ocean's surface might be calm but underneath there's tidal like, all kinds of tidal forces, like you've got undertoes and, and currents that are going all of these different directions. Um, yeah, the King of Cups is very much like that. Actually, let's like describe the card yeah. a little bit. He is sitting in a throne of stone, and it's actually sitting on like what looks like a very turbulent ocean. Hmm. Uh, there is no land in sight some
0: fun physics going on there
1: (laughs) yeah a little bit i don't really i think it's more artistic Um, (laughs) it's more of an artistic representation of the ocean um but in the distance you can see that there's maybe a really large fish um on his left Mm -hmm. side uh sorry on his right side the our left side looking at him because he's facing he's facing the uh the onlooker the viewer Um, And then on on our right side, his left side, there is a red sail ship. And I think that definitely represents this idea that he's able to bring people to his aid. Mm. He sets things in motion. Um, Definitely like ships also sometimes represent um, success um, as well as being able to... um, to, to do trade and do business with other people, so this is definitely um, I think a representation of of commerce and communications, um, as well as success. Uh, the King of Cups in his grand throne. He's he's actually one of the most feminine looking of the kings.
0: Definitely, yeah. Um, if it didn't say king, you wouldn't you really take him for a queen. Definitely,
1: he's he's got a he's got very feminine facial features about him, and um, this is this is partly also because like all of the other court cards in the cup suit he's also very artistic mm. and um, and emotions are kind of associated more with like feminine forces if you will um, he's wearing this grand crown it's got a lot of red on it red is of course uh, an emotional color um, he also has
0: passion and fire passion and-, and fire
1: exactly and then he's he's got this yellow cape Um, Yellow is often symbolic for success and finances. And around his neck, he has, once again, that fish symbol on a chain. And it's like a golden fish, if you will.
0: Yeah, so there's been a fish in all the court cards then.
1: There have been, yes. uh, The fish definitely are representing of the intuition and... um, and the, the subconscious coming forth, and as as a symbol, and in this case, since he's wearing it around his neck, like a like a jewel, if you will, it's kind of like this intuition has has been the source of his of his success. It's kind of like his his amulet, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so he's holding this very large cup in his right hand, almost absentmindedly. Um, something else that's very interesting about his throne is that it only has uh, what looks like one p- place to, like one armrest
0: mm, on yeah. his left
1: side. It's like his left side is more supported than his right side. Mm. Uh, the left side, once again, is a um, is a symbol of the intuition and the feminine aspects. It, so, even though he's a king, he's very much do you used the uh, these kind of feminine qualities um, in order to. Ha- gain power and keep power mm-hmm. um, so this is very much showing that he is a, a ruler through emotions he rules by first of all appealing to others emotions um, sometimes using them for his own gains but he also is a rallier of people around him um, sometimes he can re- be represented as like uh, a religious figure as well uh, because he, he gets people together and, and gets them uh, feeling with their hearts More than thinking with their minds mm. um, In his left hand He's holding this It looks almost like a cup itself It's kind of like a very uh, It's a very long cup If you will But it's actually a wand um, Or a staff If you will But it's a very short staff I don't know if it's making any sexual innuendos <laughs> there It's it's almost phallic and shaped Yeah, <laughs> definitely um, it's, al- it's almost a phallic shaped um symbol but i think this more represents um how he kind of lets things happen under his rule like i think the the size of this of this staff is more of a symbol of the fact that he is in power but he lets people the way he rules is by letting people be themselves and um and then using that to his advantage if you will so he's not necessarily he's not the kind of person that would micromanage others Mm. he lets people do their own thing and then guides them um and then on his throne there's of course another symbol of a a cup that almost looks like it's kind of completing the staff that he's holding yeah Uh, so it's like the found the foundation of where he sits is what's completing his power rather than himself I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's very much painting a picture of the kind of ruler he is. He's not he's not your micromanaging um, ruler that is telling you how to do every little detail. He he's very accepting, um, and he definitely doesn't judge people for their faults. Uh, probably because he knows he has so many himself. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's kind of a faulted ruler, if you will, um, in in some ways, but. Others would never see him that way. They'd always see him as being just like the greatest person ever. Um, he, de- but he has this duality with him, and that could also probably
0: play to the like the hidden aspect. Like people don't know what it took for him to get there. And exactly. That yeah.
1: Exactly. Like he definitely hides a lot about what it means to be in power, and even, and he would never show anyone, like to anyone, if he if he happens to be struggling. Mm. Um, And what personality
0: type do you think that he is? We've been talking about that a little bit. We were
1: talking talking a lot about Meyer Briggs. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) Um, So the Meyer Briggs personality type I would associate most with the King of Cups is the ENFJ personality type. Also ESFJ, but um, I kind of lean towards ENFJ a little bit more. Uh, when which, it comes to which King is of what, exactly um, so that would be the protagonist personality type um, so he is a, a personality that very much leads with feelings um, and the reason why I say ENFJ a little bit more than ESFJ is probably just because of the arts uh, ESFJs tend to be a lot more um, more of servers whereas ENFJs are uh, very much leaders of of ideas um, and the King of Cups definitely cares a lot about ideas, um, maybe a little bit more than than the serving of others aspect, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, so I, w- I would say Meyer Briggs wise he would be more of that ENFJ personality type. So um, he he definitely will like it when people are on time. He he does like some structure um, when when it comes to his leading leadership style but in general he wants other people to do their own thing and then rally their strengths together and lead them that way um more of a i'm going to say more of a politician style hmm. right like yeah. he he's one who would more likely be voted into his office um, if you will although the king of cups can definitely be someone who was you know born to the role and just happened to assume it as well
0: hmm Very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, When you get this in a reading then, what, like, I don't know, how do you normally interpret it?
1: I normally interpret it, um, it depends on where it is, right? So if the King of Cups is going to be your helper, he's a very powerful helper, and he's probably telling you that you need to solve whatever problems are coming up um, in a diplomatic way and definitely see things from multiple people's perspectives, maybe get some more opinions in. Mm -hmm. Um, If he's showing up as your obstacle, it's possible that maybe someone is like, maybe there is a person who is hiding something Mm. from you. Right. Um, It's possible that he he would be like I would I would kind of use other cards to be able to interpret what he means for that particular reading. But as an obstacle, I would say I'd be looking more at his negative characteristics, Mm -hmm. like someone who's who might be manipulating you, using your emotions against you. That sort of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he can definitely appear in readings uh, for abusive relationships sometimes.
0: Okay, uh, so like more like emotionally. Abusive yeah, yeah, or? and
1: especially like someone who who is so charismatic and charming, and uh, maybe a little bit unfaithful, and but is is also uh, kind of using you because it suits him. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, King of Cups can't appeal that one way. One of those guys. He huh? can't appear that way. Yes. Um, although the King of Cups can also appear, and like in his in his more positive traits, he's a wonderful person to be around. Uh, but in his negative traits, it's awful, <laughs> and you and you, and it's it's hidden from you as well. So it's hard right. to it's hard to uncover. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So King of Cups is definitely a powerful figure, but de- but also. Um, someone that you should see both sides of
0: mm-hmm. almost like i don't know that reminds me of like the fish and like the pisces mm-hmm. how it could have like both sides
1: yeah yeah there's there's a lot of fish symbols yeah. in the court cards and and i think um all of those court cards have definitely said you need to find some sort of balance between the imagination and reality uh the balance for the king of cups is is finding um i would say finding a situation that suits all parties right so not necessarily just being selfish you gotta try to think about others as well right um and and the king of cups definitely always appears like he is thinking of everyone <laughs> that's another thing mm. he he definitely knows what to say <laughs> <laughs> all right yes
0: um all right so zeus so zeus so zeus <laughs> yeah um, so today I'm gonna to do things a little bit differently. Instead of telling a particular story from start to finish, I'm gonna look at different aspects of of basically the King of Cups and relate that to Zeus. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because we we've, we've talked about Zeus a little bit throughout. Yeah. The the like we talked about it in the Two of Cups. Yeah, and that's where we talked about him the most. It was about Zeus and Hera. So I gave kind of his backstory, but also his. his backstory with Mm -hmm. Hera and then them together as a couple so I would say definitely go back um and listen to that I believe it's episode 24 Zeus uh the two of cups yes um Yeah, and even last week, you know, talking about Helen and how her father was Zeus. Yeah. um, It comes up that he is a seducer quite a lot.
1: (laughs) It seems like a lot of stories are, like, started by Zeus turning (laughs) himself in some sort of animal and, like, impregnating some woman. (laughs) And then
0: that person becomes a hero. Yeah. And then that that starts the tale. Definitely. We see that a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah. with many of these stories And yeah so again I don't know if I would say Emotional manipulation with him It's literally more turning into Animals <laughs> He's a fun guy yeah. um, In order to do that And but otherwise he Which kind of plays Again into the overindulgence That aspect of the king Yeah
1: the king of cups definitely can Overindulge um, sometimes he doesn't Know when to stop and this is Probably another negative side of his his underlying emotions getting mm-hmm. the better of him.
0: And I would say for Zeus that overindulgence is definitely in women <laughs> that mm-hmm. aren't his wife, and he doesn't really know when to stop.
1: Oh, those poor women!
0: Poor yes, poor <laughs> women who get Hera's wrath be because of him. Um, other than that, that's more of his, I guess, negative. Aspects of yeah, the Zeus, negative but there, aspects. But there are definitely good ones as well. There's, There's got to be a reason why he's in charge. Exactly. <laughs> that is a very good point. So I'd yeah. say part of the reason he is in charge is because he is, um, because of his lineage. So his mm-hmm. parents were Kronos and Rhea, um, the Titans. Kronos, again, child of... Gaia and Uranus we talked about Kronos before um, too so he's kind of like in the succession He he's there um, but he was also able to rally the other Titans and other gods against the Titans and this is known as a Titanomachy which is literally the war with the Titans so yeah. it was because of his rallying and his diplomatic skills that he knew he knew which people to choose to be on his side and he knew what to offer them in order to entice them so mm-hmm. say for instance um because the, the river sticks, um, that he you know he went to and said, "Hey, if you you know help me out, then I'll make sure that everyone um, worships you and honors you." And he, yeah, and that's like, that was kind of more of his tactic. Was, yeah, he thought more win-win. Uh, scenarios right like, definitely then oh if you do this and i'll punish you like less that and yeah more. and less with an iron fist and more with yeah. like mutual benefit to exactly being in charge exactly and what's amazing is that when he did eventually win he kept his word <laughs> he did what he said he was going to do and i feel like that really was part of what helped him to stay in power as king of of the gods and and of Olympus is that he, he stuck to his word.
1: Yeah. And really that is more of a, like that is kind of a, a master of emotions as well. Like he found out what it is that each person wanted mm-hmm. and offered that to them. Yeah. And then went through with it and then went
0: through with it. Yeah. yeah. So he would probably be very much loved for that. hmm. Exactly. Loved. And also I think it also prevented people from kind of, uprising and going against him because mm-hmm. there wasn't not that there wasn't really a point but he also I guess ensured that what happened to his father and his grandfather basically his his child succeeding him wouldn't happen um, and that's because he sw- <laughs> so there was a prophecy that this would happen um, but he decided to swallow his pregnant wife <laughs> what? yeah so, Metis, one of his first wives, yeah. um, which is the goddess of cunning intelligence, was pregnant, and he swallowed her. A little while later, he has a headache. <laughs> Someone comes, you know, gives him a little pop on the head, and out comes Athena. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it's like. So in the story,
1: does that mean he birthed his own children, or he, does just mean- Athena?
0: He he alone birthed Athena, but because of this, he has that intelligence, that cunning wisdom inside of him always. Now, like it kind of like becomes a part of him.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: So I feel like that also helps him to to stay in power and to, again, just further kind of his rule by having that that wise. And almost charismatic aspect. So his
1: way of overcoming the prophecy was to absorb his child, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And even though he gave birth to Athena, it's still
0: yes, and especially part because Athena ended up being a female instead of a male. Oh my gosh! See, because, because, Green because mythology yeah. is so <laughs> so difficult. It's a little weird. It's, it's a, a little, little, little challenging. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's mainly why. And even though mm-hmm. he had sons after that. It, like Apollo and and Hermes and, and Aries and etc cetera, etc cetera, they didn't challenge him yeah they were like okay you are you are a ruler. You are a father, and and to that end too, like you said with the King of Cups, like he is a good father, yes, and a good leaderhead. Um, he that can way. be a very
1: good father. He can also be a bad father. Like King of Cups can definitely be yeah.
0: both. And <laughs> Zeus is definitely yeah. both. Um, sometimes King of Cups
1: can be both at the same time. He can be yeah. both a good father and a bad father. Um, but he can, but like when he's a good father, he's a great father, mm-hmm. like an amazing father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like definitely listens to what the children want Makes them, you know, feel loved and cherished And provided
0: for, like, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, King of Cups can be a really great father
0: Yeah, and I feel like he did that, especially with Mm -hmm. Hermes When Hermes was young, in the, there's a Homeric hymn to Hermes Where he stole his big brother Apollo's cattle And did some funky stuff and Mm -hmm. made Apollo mad, so he brought Hermes up to Mount Olympus and is like, hey, dad, like, this kid is doing all this stuff and, like, pissing me off. <laughs> and Hermes is like, yep, I did this, this, and this. And Zeus just laughs and he's like, that's my boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's like, so good I know, job.
1: I, I think that's a great example of him being both a good and bad father yeah. at the same time. <laughs> that's my boy. That's my boy.
0: <laughs> Made him to be a thief in a... <laughs> yep. Exactly. And yeah. a scoundrel. But he got what he wanted. He wanted to come up and be acknowledged by Zeus because his mother was was a, a minor goddess. Mm-hmm. And he achieved that. And Zeus rewarded him for for his achievement. I, don't know, I like. I think that's a cute that's a really cute, cute. yeah I do like that yeah <laughs> um let's see he can be calm and passionate definitely but volatile sometimes too so yeah. we can see that with his dealings with Hera he, they can be very you know nice calm lovey dovey but also if he pisses her off, or if she pisses, if she pisses him pisses off him off um He'll string her up by her ankles, and not not goodness, yes. Oh, my. Yeah. That's enough to make... And I think that's why You don't want to be on his bad side. You don't want to be on his bad side, and I think that's why Hera goes after his illegitimate children and the women that he seduces, as opposed to going after him, because... Yeah, even though he's the one at fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's easier on her end, because bad things could happen to her and that's not good either. Yeah, um, yeah, the king of cups de- like
1: it's like he has these you know the this this watery emotional and um I'm going to say good side mm-hmm. <laughs> and this fiery passionate bad side mm-hmm. and they definitely clash a lot and sometimes it's hard to no- say like wow, is this really the same person who can who can be all of this good and greatness and also all of this this difficult and selfishness. Um, and yes, this is the
0: dichotomy that is the King of Cups. Yeah, exactly. You can be mm-hmm. loving and passionate, but you can also rule with a thunderbolt. <laughs> <laughs> rule with a thunderbolt. Just <laughs> throw some thunderbolts at people. Exactly.
1: Yeah, um, actually, one of the things we, were, we kept talking about as well it was how many characters he's like in in modern myth
0: true yeah the king of cups definitely we could think of more modern myths um than ancient um i know you were I, i'm sorry i don't know star trek very well i was
1: like oh man commander riker is such a king of cups in uh star trek the next generation
0: yeah um i think i was thinking <laughs> a- aragon aragorn, a- aragorn. i saying it wrong i'm sorry aragorn from lord, lord of, the of the rings, rings. Um, a little bit, yeah.
1: He's he's definitely more that benevolent King of Cups mm-hmm. um, figure. I actually really love like the image of him holding the cup, as well. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, so like what like when he's yeah. uh, visiting the horse folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry for the lord of the rings fans where i'm not i'm not family. i'm not remembering the the names currently I, yeah it's it's one I'm, of those nights <laughs> i'm probably gonna get a bunch of messages no. <laughs> saying you meant this <laughs> anyways um yeah the so, Riders of rohan that's it yeah the Riders okay, of rohan thank you thank You're you welcome. there we go it has all been everything's, everything's fine. fine everything's <laughs> fine everything's corrected okay um we also talked about harry potter yeah um harry potter i think is a really good example of a king of cups um Because we di- We get to see it From his perspective And He's got like All of these emotions But other people See him as being So put together
0: mm-hmm. And
1: even when he Like even when Other people hate him And because They always think He has like This hidden agenda If you will He's also a rallier Of everyone mm-hmm. And he You know He assembles The Dumbledore's Army mm-hmm. And um Now do you
0: think Because of his age He would be more Of a page Or knight of cups Rather than a king Um
1: Um it's, that's a difficult thing um, to say I I actually think of him more as a king of cups than a page of cups but maybe also a knight of cups like the knight of cups and the king of cups definitely have some overlap um, the main difference is when a knight of cups becomes the king of cups the knight of cups is um, is more like on a, a single mission the king of cups is more about ruling
0: Okay. Right. So
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like um, Harry Potter is more the knight, whereas once he had Until that position of yeah. if he like if he has a permanent position of ruling, then he would become the king of cups mm-hmm. or a father, if you will. Mm. So when he becomes Look at a father, the end. yeah, there we
0: go. <laughs> He's a king of cups in the epilogue.
1: Yeah. So like the the knight of cups can definitely be more of like a um, on a, like, single-minded for one task, mm-hmm. if you were. And the King of Cups is seeing more big picture. Okay. Uh, so the King of Cups might have several different... Um, I'm going to say... Projects going on at the same time. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Interesting. And yeah, and let me say, mostly a, like a protagonist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you have another one in there? Oh, um, yeah, Commander Riker.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I had Riker in there. That was... That bad. I think that was all that we had said. Oh, no, we said uh, James Bond. Was oh, yeah. Kind of King of Cups like, yeah.
1: and uh, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> also, rather King of Cups like. And then I got frustrated because I'm like, there are all these examples in, in modern myth. I need an ancient one. It's fine. You yeah. got there. How we? Oh. Um, did you want to do a. Um, I can't think anymore. <laughs> an over overview of uh, the or not overview but of like cups in general um an ending thought on the cups ending, cup thoughts, suit, since ending since thoughts since since this is our cups. last
1: cup episode wow there's so <laughs> there's so much to say yeah uh the cups in general we've looked a lot at mostly emotions if you will um the stories of the cups have to do with our emotions in general Um, We started with this ace, which was the promise of true love, if you will, and then moved on to commitments with the two of cups. Three of cups is that celebration. um, And then, of course, four of cups is taking that celebration for granted. (laughs) In the five of cups, we saw what happened um, when you take things for granted, and that is that you lose them. And uh, the six of cups is when you... Are learning from your mistakes and uh, looking back and gaining the wisdom from the past in particular of nostalgia and then seven of cups is when we had to make some decisions eight of cups was changing your current situation in order to enact that decision and nine of cups was success of that decision and of course once you have success then you celebrate it and look after it and take care of it the way you should have from the beginning <laughs> in the Ten of Cups. <laughs> um, so it's it's really that story of, I think, that rom-com story mm-hmm. where um, boy meets girl and, uh, you know, they end up having a fight somehow and then the one of the people has to... Reconcile the fight, and then they learn how to live happily ever after. Because uh, every relationship only ever has one fight, right? No, I'm oh, kidding. yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: That's it. Just one. Yeah, it's just one. Only one. Yeah. So they live happily ever after. Yeah. Maybe they're the, ki- the king and queen of cups, or the boy and the girl. Um, in
1: some in some cases, yeah. Um, the queen of cups is definitely more that traditional female role. Uh, where she's waiting for someone to rescue him, rescue her, if you will. Um, but the Queen of Cups doesn't have to be a woman. Um, and I think in some of the more modern rom-coms, you might actually have those roles reversed where it's mm-hmm. like the man's more the Queen of Cups role and the woman's more the King of Cups role. <laughs> um, I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's kind of, although we do definitely have that Knight of Cups um, and then once they are together It's the king and queen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In their happily ever after I like it Yeah, it's um it, it's, are ups, it's are a cla- It's a classic story, I would say yeah. It's a classic happy ending story um, Happy ending love story Yes In particular Not the other kind Not other kinds yes. Yeah, so we will be looking at other kinds When we talk about the pentacles mm-hmm. Um a lot of people come to tarot asking questions about love or career. And so if you're asking questions about love, you're going to get a lot of cup cards. If you're asking questions about career, you're going to get a lot of pentacles. Mm. So that's what we're we're going to be looking into a lot more next week is mm. what do the pentacles mean? And, and
0: for the next 13 weeks, I guess, too.
1: Yes. and But of course, there's a lot more to life than just love and uh, money.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which... There's fighting with swords, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, swords is not just about fighting. It's also about truth and justice oh, okay. and and logic. Um, and then in wands, you've got a lot of hard work and and efforts as well as finding your true purpose in life. Um, or I'm going to say uh, true purposes in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's that's... not just there's not necessarily just one. Yep. um yeah so there's there's definitely a lot more to be said uh, after romance Mm -hmm. um although it is a nice nice way to introduce i think the the minor arcana yeah no i agree i
0: I think it's nice i think especially because it is very much like like a story Mm -hmm. and how it's structured so it's it's good well, it's Good one of the, it's one of the
1: ways to remember it for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So, right. are we ready for some final words? Or? I think we
0: are. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us yet yeah, to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, if you have any questions, please give us a shout. Um, we'd love to answer any tarot or myth related questions that you have on the podcast. That's right. Give us a review if you if if it fancies you. <laughs> <laughs> We very much appreciate a review um, on iTunes, especially. Um, we also have a Facebook group and our Instagram page. Um, we are at MythTarotLove. So we had already said we were talking about the pentacles next week. What exactly are we? The ace
1: of pentacles, in ace. fact. The first of the pentacles. Mm-hmm. Um, and money. <laughs> coins. Coins, maybe. <laughs> yes. Some ancient coins.
0: Um perhaps some of the history of money? Definitely. Yeah, that'll be I will do my best to be succinct, succinct. <laughs> <laughs> and to the point Oh there's man there's so much there. to say on that. Yeah. We're
1: going to we're going to keep it focused on how tarot is related. Yes. <laughs> a little bit more. Okay. Um so our parting words for today come once again from the American Tarot Association. Use diplomacy rather than force and accept different points of view. Do not blame others for their failures, but help them to see how they can succeed again. Myth and tarot, where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, cups, and symbols, and all of the above myth tarot along.